are listening to episode nine of the Comics Pals. Uh, we are a group of comic book journalists and friends who've decided to record a podcast together because we don't talk enough about comics in our daily lives. Jingle bells, Marco smells, K.O. laid an egg, the Palmobile lost a wheel and Petey got away. Hey, the Santa Pals are coming to town, baby! <laughs> Merry Christmas! Hey, wait a second, I got left out of that. Uh, so did I. <laughs> Lucky, I laid an egg. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do do that every week when you join us for a new episode of the Comics Pals, so... That's not unusual. That's my Saturday morning ritual. <laughs> um, so, unfortunately, Pete is not with us today. Uh, he's, he literally got away. He, he did get away. <laughs> uh, he's got some things going on. So, Pete, we wish you well. And uh, Merry Christmas from Pete to all of you pals at home. Um, so, we're going to jump right into things. But first, I want to let you guys know to check us out all over the place. Uh, we appreciate all the comments you guys have been leaving on YouTube, uh, where you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we appreciate the comments you've been sending to our Gmail, which is the comicspals at gmail.com. Uh, I am proud to announce that we are a five-star rated podcast on iTunes. Yeah, boy! <laughs> uh, and we appreciate that. Keep sending your comments. Keep you know, liking our stuff, keep giving us those star ratings. They mean a lot. We really appreciate them. And we're going to start reading some of those comments um, actually with this Live episode. Live and on the air. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a shorter episode than usual, so we don't have time to get to everything. But we will uh, pick out one particular comment on episode seven, which is where we talked about a Spider-Man Netflix series. And, you know, I kind of criticize the cw shows for not looking particularly good sorry kind of <laughs> do we I, are we do i have to redo this joke again because that's the <laughs> second time you've done that you <laughs> shit on those shows <laughs> i mean it wasn't that bad <laughs> uh james mcmahon on youtube left us a comment uh, it's it's kind of a a, a lengthy one I'll say, but a good one nonetheless. He's essentially saying that uh, the Flash puts a lot of effort into making the villains like King Shark and Gorilla Grodd look great, um, but Flash's running and movement not so great, um, and uh, compares it to Rogue One in the sense that uh, no spoilers or slight spoilers, but there's a, a certain character who – no, I got you, Kale. Don't worry. There's a certain character who certain characters who yeah okay there are certain characters who are in the movie that are heavily CG and some people feel that it doesn't look so great. Uh so he says if you can deal with Rogue One and how that looks then you should be able to deal with The Flash or Legends of Tomorrow or one of those shows. Uh so that's essentially his comment. Um and he also feels that a Spider-Man Netflix series could work really well. He says, anyway, great show, guys. Really enjoy listening to these. And I hope this gets huge sometime soon. Keep it up and Godspeed. Thank you, James McMahon. Merry Christmas to you and to all the pals who are listening at home. Thanks a lot. Um, so with that. When is Hanukkah? When is Hanukkah? Well, Hanukkah was last week, I think. Oh, okay. 
Thank you, Marco, for that interjection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that uh, we got off to. I'm glad we got off to a rousing start of interrupting me. What what we're trying <laughs> what we're trying to say is happy holidays. Happy holidays, yes, happy holidays for whatever you celebrate. Yeah, not trying to leave anyone out. The holidays are for everyone. Uh, I'm a casualty in the war on Christmas, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I have PTSD from the war on Christmas. Real messed up jokes. Unfortunately, it appears that 2016 is not done with us yet. Uh, it's not going out without a fight. And it tried to claim two legends in their respective industries. Uh, Carrie Fisher, unfortunately, suffered a heart attack recently. Um, granted, she is in the intensive care unit and appears to be in stable condition. That's the latest report that I've seen personally. Um, but uh, she suffered this heart attack during an international flight and was immediately rushed to a hospital. Um, I wish her well. I, I, I really hope that she recovers from this. I mean, stable condition, that's a good sign. But, um, you know, you never know what can happen. She's a 60-year-old woman. Uh, so this is, you know, not the greatest thing for to happen to you when you're at that age. Not the greatest thing to happen to you at any time. But particularly when you're that age, it's just harder to recover from stuff like this. But um, we'll see. You know, wish her well. To put things in perspective, her mom is still alive. The famous actress Debbie Reynolds from Singing in the Rain. So, like, if something bad happened to Carrie Fisher, like, it, it, even though she's 60, she's not that old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I, I saw a, uh, cartoon on Twitter. I'm not sure who it was by, uh, but it was, you know, it was the scene where Luke comes into her, uh, jail cell or whatever on, on the Death Star in the Stormtrooper uniform. And, uh, but the Grim Reaper is standing there oh. and, uh, you know, it's her saying, uh, aren't you a little short to be the Grim Reaper? Yeah, oh. you get him. <laughs> wow. Uh, so. Moving right along from that, uh, another unfortunate bit of news is that Peter David suffered a collapse in his home. His wife took to Twitter to address it and let everyone know that he is okay and that doctors are looking into it. Um, but, you know, just to, just to kind of update us on everything. And fortunately, it appears that Peter David has not lost his sense of humor that he is so well known for. Uh, this is a, a tweet coming from his wife, Kathleen. He did point out that at least this time he had the good grace of collapse at home rather than out on the road like last time. His sense of humor is unaffected. Uh, and then another tweet from her. He said for me to remind you that you can still purchase his books in time for Christmas. There is a <laughs> nice. new apropos novel available, among other things. Personally, I'm still a fan of Fearless. <laughs> so peter is is in good spirits despite you know maybe spending the holidays in the hospital uh this kind of comes right alongside an announcement from marvel that peter david is going to be working on a new spider-man title with mark bagley pretty big news oh i didn't know about that yeah uh, he's been writing spider-man 2099 already uh, so this is, you know, he's staying within the realm of Spider-Man, which is awesome. He, he's, he's done Spider-Man stuff before. Um, 
has had great runs with the character, so this is nothing new. But the team of him and Bagley, that's something to be really excited about, I think. Yeah, agreed. All, All the best. All the best, Peter. Yeah, absolutely. I am not Pete, and I will not attempt to emulate Pete in any way. But that's okay. That's okay. I will. It's time for the random question of the week. Mm, that was weak. Oh, that was good. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Look, I know I'm a poor Pete substitute. Man. <laughs> Sean. Man. Listen, Saw in the wound. <laughs> you and I have had heat for weeks. Don't think I've forgotten. Oh, it's it's on now. Just because it's Christmas or Christmas Eve for us, does not mean that I'm letting your attacks on Jean Grey go. To get to the random question, this is my first random question, so I'm very excited to ask this. Uh, what is the best comic book-related Christmas gift you guys have ever received? Phil, you want to start us off? Oh, boy. Uh, I have to think about it for a second, actually. Yeah. I've only ever gotten like paraphernalia, like T-shirts and stuff. Paraphernalia. Yeah. I got a Swamp Thing t-shirt. I got a couple. For Christmas? Yeah, but I gave them to myself. Oh, okay. That counts, I guess. <laughs> I remember as a, I remember as a kid, I uh, as like a young teenager, I guess, like a preteen, I uh, I would get some Toy Biz Marvel Legend figures, and those were always dope as hell. Like, I fucking loved those figures growing up, because like, they had like 56 points of articulation and everything, and so... Um, I had accumulated a pretty substantial collection in those formative years of my favorite Marvel characters. So that was always cool. And as I've gotten older, I always ask for books anyway. Like, I don't know if I got it, but this year I asked for Invisibles by Morrison, the omnibus. Yeah. So if I get that, that'd be cool as hell. Santa called me. He said you didn't get it. Ah, <laughs> <Aw>, damn. <So. laughs> I, I hope you do get that, Phil. I actually own it myself. You own the omnibus? Yeah. Oh, sick, oh, dude. Oh, boy. Uh, but this is going to this is going to make you hate me. I haven't read it yet. Oh, dude! I understand. Anonymous is intimidating to read. It's a lot. Well, and the Invisibles is like that's an intimidating book to read too. That too. Yeah. What is Good it? About? Question. I've only ever heard of it. The Invisibles is basically a. The Invisibles is basically Grant Morrison, uh, high octane magic adventure as he travels the world, and uh, it's a activated sigil. And that anything that happened in the book happened to him in real life as well. Like, actually happened to him? Yes. For yeah, instance, like, like, supposedly it really worked. So, like, there was a part where the main character, King Mob, gets, like, an infection. Or he gets shot in the head or something. He gets shot in the face and Grant Morrison got a severe infection on the back of his neck or on the back of his ear or something. And he had to be hospitalized and everything. There's, like, a whole myriad of things. Like, uh, King Mob kept uh, being seduced and hooking up with these red-headed, beautiful women, and that began happening to Grant Morrison, too. It's pretty weird. And, like, all this all this also happened around the time of, like, uh, Arkham Asylum. So, like, that was when he really started beginning to get, like, really famous. Right. At the same time, he was writing all this for King Mob, and it was all just happening, and it was all escalating for him at the same time. It was really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling you the sigils are real. They happened for me. That's my bad. That's my bad, Grant. Love when you break into your bad, Grant Morrison. <laughs> bad, bad Grants on the show this week. Hello, how are you guys doing? 
We've we've strayed from it a little bit, but we are still on the random question. So I'll turn it to <laughs> Kale uh, if you would like to address the question at hand. The only thing I can really think of is uh, last year, uh, friend of the show, Jess, girlfriend pal, Jess got me a... <laughs> girlfriend pal. She got me a, a, a dope Ninja Turtles uh, Christmas sweater. I think that's the best thing I've ever gotten. I'm sure I'm leaving something out. Uh, mom, mom, pal of the show, uh, write in and let me know, would you? <laughs> <laughs> mom, pal. All I right. answered you guys before. I never, I never got anything because like comics were never something that uh, I was supposed to be reading or like really going to be pushed to be read. So I used to get books and things that were related to the movies, like Spider Man stuff. Okay. How about you, Sean? I the be- okay. So the best comic book related gift i've ever received is the daredevil by ed brubaker and michael lark omnibus oh sick which for a really really long time was out of print impossible to find and very expensive and i i searched for it forever i went to every store no one ever had it but one year after many years of asking and not receiving uh, I opened up a big old box, and inside was Daredevil Omnibus Volume One, and um, yeah, it was it was a very very cool gift to receive. Um, one of the best, one of the best that I've ever gotten. Have you finished the collection since, or are you still wait? Are you still waiting for for that? I believe I did. I believe I did. I, I don't remember. That's the one that that's the one that uh, that stands out. What do you guys have the biggest collection for? Like, do you have it by character or do you have it by writer? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, character, I think. Yeah, I uh, I have a big bookcase of books, and the entire second shelf is just Superman. Yeah, that's how I am for like Batman and Spider Man. Like my top shelf is DC, third shelf is Marvel, and fourth uh, fourth shelf is indie books. But like, I have an entire shelf for Superman. Uh, for me, I would probably have to say, yeah, I think I own more more Batman than anything. But more than anything, it's you guys are have have by character rather than like yeah. by an author or an artist. Yeah, because yeah, most uh, like I've only recently started doing it by author. Mm. So yeah, in the in the in the time that I've had you know money to spare, I was just getting stuff to get stuff. Yeah. Cool. So, moving right along, we're going to jump into the main topic of the show. Uh, Everyone knows that 2016 has been one hell of a year, um, and many other shows are doing their own reflections on the year uh, in whatever capacity it is that they kind of address these sorts of things. Um, You know, we've got a new president, uh, Batman versus Superman happened. Yeah, president-elect. Uh, although, I mean, he's certainly going to become the president uh, in January. But let's enjoy his him being president elect for a while. I'm not enjoying anything <laughs> yeah, yeah. about the man. Let's just let's just sit back and just you know just chill out. Just let's let's enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> just let's let's bask in the Trumpiness of it all. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> for us here at the Comics Pals, we're gonna look back on 2016 from a comic book and comic book film perspective and talk about. Our highs and lows on the year. Um, Kale, why don't you start us off? Um, okay. Um, I guess my uh, 
my low is probably I man, I didn't even see it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and throw it out there. Uh, Batman versus Superman. <laughs> that was definitely a, a high of the year. There was uh, uh man, there was nothing there for me. So I am okay letting that one just go to waste. That said, uh, a surprise for me was Civil War. I, going into 2016 and with the announcements of both of these movies, I, I was not excited about uh, watching another movie where superheroes fight each other. Um, that sort of dominates the comic, the superhero comics culture right now. I'm just not into it anymore. Captain America Civil War really, uh, it made it work for me. It, it added like the, it felt like it added like the correct pathos uh, for for the whole thing. Um, I, honestly, like I, I wasn't excited about it until Spider Man showed up in the trailer, and I won't say that he even made the movie for me, but they just they I feel like the Russo brothers. Yeah, mm. I feel yeah I just feel like they they really did it right and like they. Uh, they respected the material while also respecting the characters. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess cinematically that would be my, uh, those were my highs and lows. I think. Do you have any comic book related highs or lows? I, so, okay. So my, my favorite book this year, I think was Kaiju Max, uh, which is a, a book where, you know, Godzilla like monsters, are tra- are are stuck on an island that's like a a, a penitentiary, so it's like uh, Godzilla meets uh, meets that that uh, that HBO series Oz. <laughs> it's it's so intense. Uh, that that uh, I think that that book by far was the uh, the best part of this year, comics wise for me. Uh, my runner up would also be Black Hammer for that Jeff Lemire's Black Hammer. Mm. Uh, I waited for that for a really long time, and uh, it finally came out. Uh, very pumped to see it. Cannot wait for the uh, the trade to come out so I can actually finish it and really enjoy it. Uh, then as far as lows go, I guess the, the thing I can really think of is uh, the Captain – I think it's Captain Midnight. Uh, I wrote – I read uh, some, some of those books. They're from Dark Horse. Um, because I was I was looking for a way to read superhero books without surrendering to Marvel and DC, mm. um, and and so I went I went for these because they were cheap and at the time I worked at the Strand and it it worked out that I could just grab them for I don't know, I think I got them for like two bucks uh, but they were not worth it uh, they were no good. <laughs> what other superheroes are there that aren't Marvel and DC? Invincible. Yeah, there's Invincible is a great a great example of like a, a classic style Spawn. Uh, superhero book spawns a very dark example of a classic superhero <laughs> book uh one of my favorites as i think everybody on the planet knows is lobster johnson oh yeah hellboy Hellboy's great yeah uh I, I would even go as far as to say the spirit mm. sure oh that's that's a low for me the spirit oh yeah this year the spirit hasn't been very good Mm-mm. that was a lo- i was so excited for that although the new one coming up with oh, uh, Francesco, oh dude, oh, boy, I can't wait for that. Uh, oh, a, a, another great one, Marco is uh, Kurt Busiek's uh, Astro City. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I a great love book. Astro City. I have the first one. I don't think I, I don't think I've ever finished it. I got like halfway through. I really need to. 
Yeah, it's really so good. Catch up on that. All right. Uh, Marco, highs and lows for the year? High was definitely Batman versus Superman. Ha 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 Low ha, was ha. definitely Doctor Strange. Ha ha. Really? <laughs> Let's talk about what you said during the pre-show instead of Batman versus Superman as a high. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> let's not let's let's, let's, not. let's not do that let's, let's not okay marco went edgy during the pre-show <laughs> you're listening to marco censored this version of marco that he has crafted for this show is not the real marco i'm just putting that out there no no um but for me the uh a high was definitely this was the year where I really started taking a step away from like DC and Marvel and finding a lot of cool indie stuff, a lot of stuff from Image, from Dark Horse that really struck a, a chord with me. Like what? Um, the best example for that was Harrow County, which is like a really cool horror book. It has Tyler Crook, the guy who was to be drawing the Man Thing covers. He's mm. one of my favorite artists. He dabbles in like in watercolor. And the book is awesome. It's written by Cullen Bunn. Really captivating story about a young witch. And I did not expect it at all to be as enthralling as it is. One, because I don't really pick up stuff from Dark Horse. And I didn't I didn't know much about the company and like the kind of the quality of their work, but this one was really, really good, really fun for people who like horror who like southern gothic i really really enjoy it that was definitely a high for me and a low i can't think of any a low must be nice (laughs) (laughs) low starting low starting a podcast with phil oh Oh, boy boy oh boy boy. (laughs) listeners (laughs) listeners at home hear this and hear this clear next time i see marco i will suplex him through several tables don't you fret (laughs) <laughs> Phil, your highs and lows? Alright, I actually wrote a list down. Firstly, 2016, the year of Tom King. Yeah. As a high or yeah. low? As a, as a high. Oh, as a, absolutely. It's, it's, the, it's the year of him, you yeah, know? Yeah, 100%. Mm. Okay, so I wrote down a list of highs and a uh, list of lows. So I'll start with the lows because there's less of them. Low number one, Batman versus Superman. And in general, the direction of the DC Cinematic Universe. Number two, the WrestleMania main event. <laughs> is that comic book related it doesn't matter it's it's all encompassing low number three rest in peace david bowie mm. yeah all right highs <clears throat> grimes on the suicide squad track awesome um my favorite book of the year omega man oh man is it that good oh yeah man i cannot wait to get that book uh number three uh dc rebirth yeah yeah good thing yeah i'll give you that yeah uh, number four, Wonder Woman Earth One. Yeah, that was really good. I, re- I didn't yeah. read it. I heard it's good. Great book by Grant Morrison for and uh, Mr. Um, um, Paquette. Um, Paquette, yeah. And then uh, number five, AJ Styles. Yes. What is that? Yes. If you're if you're a wrestling that fan, that's a huge one for you. AJ Styles, wrestler of the year, definitely wrestler of the year. Number six, Tom King Batman. Really? I heard it was pretty whack. I like it. Okay. Number seven, Tom King Vision. Yes. Ooh, that was good. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah, I can't wait to finish that. Yeah. Uh Doctor Strange, the movie. Big yes. That was all right. I loved it. That was uh, okay. Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. Really I, good. I, I wouldn't know. Kale is <laughs> seeing it the night of the recording. 
next, I lost count. Uh, the movie Arrival. Oh, did you like it? It was a great movie with Amy yeah, Adams yeah. and Jeremy yeah. Renner. Uh-huh. Uh, next on the list, uh, music related. The Fleet Foxes are uh, reuniting for the first time since 2010. That's exciting. Uh, next on the list, um, I my favorite feud of the year is Kale and Sean's. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see how that permeates in 2017 because that's got to blow off in a mean way. Jean Grey, <laughs> round four. Do we win an award for that? or? Oh, uh, there should be an award for that. You guys get a slammy. Sweet. I've always wanted a slammy. <laughs> uh, next on the list, my favorite album of the year, Coloring Book by Chance the Rapper. If you haven't listened to it, it's awesome. Next on the list, Jeff Lemire's Moon Knight. Mm. Didn't read it. Really good. Yeah. Next on the list, Daredevil Season 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was really good. I haven't watched Luke I haven't watched Luke Cage yet, so I can't Me judge either. that. So I don't mean to interrupt, but did Jessica Jones come out this year as well? Uh, I think that was, I think that was 2015. Yeah. And then uh, tie it all up, The Wicked and the Divine. Ooh, mm. yeah. Yeah. Did you, read, did you read the last one? Not the re- most recent one, no. Oh, okay. The, wait, do you read it by trade or by monthly? By trade. Oh, okay. okay. Last year was good. And those are my highs and lows of 2016. That was a very lengthy list. I appreciate the thought you put into it. Um, I guess I will go now. Uh, so I'll start off with the lows. Uh, Batman, Superman. I thought that movie was very much a disappointment, especially for me. I mean, I'm not unique in this sense, but as someone who was looking forward to seeing these characters, these two paragons of comics kind of come together, uh, it just didn't do it for me. For the first time in live action. For the first time in live action, exactly. Such a monumental moment, just kind of, you know wasted wasted didn't hit the mark at all really 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 uh, a disappointment um Poo-poo. marvel's general comic book direction uh i am normally the guy who carries a flag for marvel normally i am the guy who f- fights off everyone who has a negative word to say about marvel comics but um this year i really can't do that and it's unfortunate but i just haven't I haven't been in love with what they've been doing lately, and uh, it actually, you know, on a, on a, on a lot of levels, it makes me kind of sad because I love, I love Marvel, I love their characters, I love everything about what they do, but uh, this year just hasn't really been good. You know, Civil War Two is kind of middle of the road at best, and um, yeah, I'm not excited for what they've been casting for the future either. So there's that. What are, what are, what are they casting for the future? Like, because I, I don't follow Marvel or anything, so I don't I don't know what what the direction is or what's been going on. So the big the big sort of news going into 2017 is that they're really trying to um, put the X Men back into the forefront and further the collision between the X Men and the Inhumans. Um, that doesn't really appeal to me. I mean, the X Men, the X Men appeal to me for sure, but they've been mishandled for so long that I don't really trust that Marvel's going to do anything that I'll enjoy with them. And the Inhumans, while I do like those characters quite a bit, uh, they've, in my opinion, at least, been la- uh, languishing since probably since uh, Jonathan Hickman had a hold of the Marvel universe with Infinity. That's the last time something major happen with uh black bolt or the main inhuman cast um so i'm just i'm not really excited about what they've got going on over there 
I feel like they've lost a lot of key writers lately. Uh, Hickman, Remender, Matt Fraction, um, and they're suffering as a result. Well, yeah, and it seems like it seems like their best stuff right now is coming out of the more indie sides, um, like with Tom King's Vision, and right, I right. mean Fraction and Fraction and Ajaz Hawkeye. I mean that's you know a couple years old now, but Lemire Moon Knight, uh, oh, sure. Yeah. But um, you know what? They got Pete's favorite writer, Dan Slott. <laughs> He's a part uh, and, of my I eyes. Mean, but even 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 his Silver Surfer is supposed to be amazing. Yeah. Oh, I don't actually like his Silver Surfer, but that's for another time. I've read it a couple of times, and I I kind of like it. But I'm also I'm also a big fan of All Red, so that uh, that oh, uh, his art is awesome. Yeah, that sells sells me a lot. Uh, but also, we're seeing stuff like. Um, Oh man, I'm gonna get her name wrong. Dang it! Oh, everyone, it's, it's the section of the show where Carol gets a name wrong. It's uh, <laughs> Hannah Bloomrick. Uh, her her little Spider Man uh, indie web comics. Um, do you guys know about those? No. Oh, they're just li- they're just these little uh uh they're 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 these little like vignettes of uh Spider Man's life. Like it really shows him. He looks like uh, Peter Parker in these. He looks a lot more like uh, Tom Holland, but he's just like he's sort of this little. He's like this gap tooth little miscreant uh, that uh, goes out any Spider Man, and he he's like everything like you want Spider Man to be. Like in the very first one, I saw uh, this woman is uh, being followed by two creepy dudes, and uh, Spider Man is swinging home with some Chinese food for Aunt May. And uh, he sees her, and she asks if she's the if you know this lady asks him if she, if he's the real Spider Man, and if she'll if he'll walk her home, uh, and he does, and he's totally cool. Um, and then like there's another one where he plays basketball with a, a bunch of uh, you know youths, and he doesn't really know what he's doing because he's he's Peter Parker, you know, he doesn't really know how to play basketball. Um, really good little vignettes of, you know, something we've lost from Spider-Man, I think. And those are just, those aren't like actual Marvel official or anything. Those are just little web comics? For now, yes. Uh, but she has been announced uh, I in like a Marvel 2017. Oh, really? Uh, not on a title, I don't think. But she's in, she's on a, a Spider-Man uh, book doing cool. something yeah we're not exactly wow. sure to what capacity so my my highs on the year uh civil war the film uh captain america civil war i, I really loved it uh i loved spider-man's inclusion i loved black panther he was a real standout for me uh i thought they did a fantastic job with something that could have easily felt bloated overstuffed and sort of lame i thought they gave that movie a heart and soul yeah. Um, yeah. In a way that, you know, a lot of people felt Avengers 2 was lacking. So there's yeah. that. Agreed. Uh, um, Doctor Strange, I thought that with Doctor Strange, there was a chance for the movie to come off as really cheesy uh, with all the magic and his elaborate costume and everything. But I thought that they found a way to take what worked best with Iron Man 1. Um mm up the action and the bombastic elements, but find like in these movies, like the matrix, um, find a way to connect that to a very human experience 
when you're talking about things that are otherworldly and, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, just, just very different, very different for the Marvel universe. Uh, and I thought that they pulled that off expertly. So that, that movie was a big high for me. Uh, the Star Wars line of comic books. I am such a fan of what they've done. Darth Vader ended yeah. this year. And even though it, it had its lower moments, I thought overall D- Darth Vader was an amazing book. My favorite Star Wars character was created in that book, Dr. Afra. So, um, and she actually just got her own solo series. So I'm really excited to see what they do. Really? That. Yeah. yeah. What? Yep. Oh, I'm down. Issue one is already out. Oh, really? Yeah, it is. Oh, I haven't heard anything about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Run um, to your local comic store, Marco. <laughs> I will. I will. Vision. I know that that already popped up on this on a couple of other lists, but Vision was incredible. Uh, in a lot of ways, as a Marvel quote unquote fanboy, if you want to label me that, uh, I'm sad that Tom King departed Marvel because I would have loved to have seen what he would do with some other characters. Uh, but you know, Vision is all we're going to get from him. That's, I mean, that's a fantastic sort of career at Marvel. One amazing book. Uh, amazing Spider-Man I really loved uh, or have loved by Dan Slott and uh, Giuseppe Camoncoli. He's They've been doing an amazing job since issue one. Clone Conspiracy has been great so far, I think. Um, and I'm excited to see what they do in 2017. That's a creative team that is showing no signs of slowing down. DC Rebirth has been something that I've been enjoying. Uh, particular shout out to Wonder Woman by Greg Rucka and Batman to a lesser extent by Tom King. Deadly Class number or uh, Deadly Class Volume Four. The reason why I'm singling that book out is because uh, I actually one of I was credited on that book. Uh, if you look on the back, they took a quote of mine and put it on there for everyone to see because I was review- reviewing it for a really long time. So I was quoted there. And uh, that was a really, really cool moment for me in 2016. So there's that. And tying into that is Rick Remender. 2016 has been the year of Rick Remender in a lot of senses, kind of carrying over from 2015. And uh, he's my favorite creator right now by far. And I'm really excited to see what new stuff he does in 2017 because Tokyo Ghost was phenomenal. Uh, Deadly Class has been great. Low has been fantastic. All his stuff is great. So I'm excited to see what else he brings to the table. And last but certainly not least uh, is the Comics Pals. I am really happy. Sorry, I'm not familiar. (laughs) I'm really happy with what we've been doing so far. I think this podcast has been uh, fantastic and a real joy in my life. And hopefully you guys feel the same way and we can go into 2017 and kick more ass and, you know, get more people on board with what we're doing. And I'm thankful for everybody who listens to this show. Amen and amen. So, yeah, I think that that's a, that's a good way to sort of close out the episode. Like we said at the beginning, it's going to be a, uh, a truncated version, a shorter version. Each of us has stuff we got to get to. It's it's Christmas Eve for us. Um, and uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. Uh, as a reminder, you can find us in a, a lot of places on the internet at this point. Uh, check us out on iTunes. Uh, if you like what you're listening to, leave us a star rating and a comment on iTunes. 
If you listen to us on YouTube, you can like and comment on this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Be sure to check us out on SoundCloud if you would like to uh, check us out there. Twitter and Instagram at the Comics Pals, and you can write to us at the Comics Pals at gmail.com. That's the long list of all the places that you can find us. Oh, and Facebook. We're on there too. Uh, so with that being said, we're going to close out the show with some plugs. Kale, start us off. Sure. I will start off uh, with Pete's plugs. Uh, he's got a video game channel called Slack and Slash on YouTube, uh, and that's where he does all his stuff. So look for Slack and Slash on YouTube. Uh, for me, I run a small comics company called Panels Publishing. Uh, we have stuff on Comixology, and uh, we can't afford Christmas presents, so please go buy our stuff. Uh, <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at Panels Comics. You can find us on Twitter uh, at Panels Comics with an X. Uh, and you can uh, see everything we're doing at panelspublishing.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Toto in Toe. That's T-O-T-O. <laughs> Wait, how do you? Hang on. T-O-T-O-I-N-T-O-W. Toto in Toe. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, wow. I, I was I That felt wrong. That was weird. <laughs> you do the same plug every week. And this week you just, for some oh, reason. And, uh, Pete is loud underscore Pete on everything that isn't Slack and Slash. Marco. Um, so I finally transitioned to my new accounts. You can find me on Twitter at woe is Marco underscore. And then on Instagram, just woe is Marco. Phil. All right. I would like to plug Marco stalking with Cole because he's been a bad boy. <laughs> 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 and then you can find me on all social media, Cyborg Holiday. Holiday like the uh, the historical figure, not holiday like a vacation. And uh, come at me. Please, please, please come at him because he, he deserves it. <laughs> uh, I got nothing. So with that... We are the Comics Pals signing off. Take care, guys. We are we are the Merry Christmas Pals. Happy holidays, folks. Happy holidays.